Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in again for another wait, let me take you short and recording. Hey, thanks for tuning in for another great episode. As always, please remember to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Let me know how you feel about the podcast. My my earphones are kind of... <laughs> Let me know how you feel about the podcast. And, you know, just shoot me a comment, shoot me a like, whatever. Thanks a lot. Welcome to Japan According to Akil. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host Akil. Living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 159, short but sweet, information packed episode that's going to give you a lot of shit to do, a lot of shit to watch, you know, in this episode and after this episode. Around this episode, 360 degrees, Japan, according to Akio, action is going down this time, okay? So, you know, I'm not going to talk too long. I'm going to let the this episode speak for itself. I think you're really going to enjoy it. I think you're going to enjoy some of the information, videos, and stuff I got prepared for you. Enjoy. Yo, ho, 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 what's going on? Hey, welcome to episode 159 of the podcast. Uh, I'm going to try and keep it low-key because I'm starting to record later than I originally thought. Um, you might hear <clears throat> might hear me cough. I'm a little bit hoarse. Um, nothing special, nothing crazy, but just uh, a bit of a sore throat. Getting better, um, but, but you know, uh, so I want to keep it kind of short, sweet, but and um, not raise my voice too much, you know, just to take it easy. I got to work tomorrow. So, but anyway, we got a great episode in store for you. I did a little research, did some shit, got a movie review for you. Um, I'm really looking forward to some information I'm going to drop on this joint. So, um, uh, what we're going to do, just two main things. We're going to, of course, get into, finish up the list that I have for you, and then I'll drop a movie review. Um, nothing really too special going on uh, with me. Um, you know, um, again, let's just get into it. Uh, yeah, let's just get into it. <laughs> I don't have anything, sorry. You know, again, it's a, it's a, it's a later than I, um, that I thought it would be. I'm trying to get to bed early tomorrow because I got to make a Costco run, of course, so... All right, let's do it. So, as you know, um, similar, just like what we did last time, of course, I'll hopefully remember to put a link to it if, if you don't know what I'm talking about. A list of 50 thingamajigs that are, you know, 50 signs that you've been in Japan too long. You can tell I just hit record on this one. All right. Um, so, I did 1 through 25 on the previous episode, and I'm going to do 26 to 50. There's actually more than 50, but, you know. Of course, I, I'm not going to talk about all of them. The link to the video is in the pro in the um, video or audio section where, you know, notes wherever you're consuming this. But let's get into it. I'm going to blast through these. So number 26 is, you again, this is me paraphrasing. You nod a lot on the phone if you've been in Japan too long. That's totally true. Like nodding and bowing, even if I'm talking to someone, if they don't know that I am, you know, when I'm speaking Japanese, that's the important thing. You know, um, that's a sign that you are kind of picking up Japanese culture and mannerisms. If you're just on the phone with someone bowing, you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, you know, you just realize it. If you watch Japanese, I mean, don't try to imitate it. It's nothing you to imitate, but you'll know when the force becomes strong with you you'll just naturally start doing that shit you know you'll get like neo in the fucking matrix and you'll just naturally just start doing the shit 
Um, it's kind of weird, but um, yeah, you you twenty six, twenty eight. Sorry, you say sorry more than excuse me. This is an interesting one, and it's but it's true. Um, I picked up on this several years ago, going back to America, that. You know, the amount of times where I said, I'm sorry to someone, like, don't worry about it, you're good. And it kept happening over and over again. I'm just like, oh, yeah, shit. Like, in Japan, you just say I'm sorry for every fucking thing. But here, like, it doesn't matter. You know, no one gives a fuck. So it's kind of a weird kind of thing. But but naturally, just saying I'm sorry, is, is it becomes like an automatic response, like, as long as you, when, the longer you're here. Um, and, and the more you interact with Japanese people, I would say standard, everyday Japanese people is an important thing. 29 is an interesting one I never thought about. Um, you don't think twice about putting a 10,000 yen bill into a vending machine, right? Um, and 10,000 yen would, would be like about $100 US and totally true like i don't even think twice about it you don't even think twice about carrying around a hundred ten thousand yen bill i would say like opening a wallet and pulling out a ten thousand yen bill um i would say so like i you know in america like i'm looking over my shoulder from pulling out a 20 anywhere i'm like who fucking around me but but here it's like yo you know like i can wave around a couple hundred dollars and it's, it's all good you know it's a really interesting kind of thing um there are 20 i think is this, what number is this? 38? I jumped, skipped a whole bunch of them. Look at <laughs> 38 through 40. This is kind of, this may be chuckle. You buy strawberry shortcakes on Christmas, birthdays, or any celebration. This is actually a really good point, especially if you're a guy um, or you're going to a party, any whatever. You know, visiting people, visiting your girlfriend, boyfriends, family, if they're Japanese. Strawberry shortcake is always the go-to here. I don't know why. I don't know why. Any type of celebration, just buy a strawberry shortcake and everyone will be happy. Like, it's kind of a weird thing. But definitely Christmas, definitely a birthday. Mother's Day was here. Strawberry shortcake was in the mix. I mean, not even a whole one slices, pieces. I would say, not, I've, I've talked about this before, not even a whole strawberry shortcake. But um, uh, I would just kind of recommend, you know, several cakes. But strawberry shortcake or some variations, strawberry included in the cake should be included in that cake mix not literal cake mix but mix of cakes if you know what i'm saying and I, um, I can't explain why but japanese people love fucking strawberry shortcake or strawberries in cake so when in rome you know when in rome uh it's 41 uh never you never you never bump into someone in uh uh Shibuya Crossing. This is true. Like I'd say, in any major city, you just naturally—it's like you're swimming with the fish. You just know how to move through like extreme crowds of people without bumping into people or generally having that awkward like, which way you going, which way you going type shit. Like you know, it it, it becomes maybe like a one kind of uh, uh, kind of thing. You know, like a Barry Sanders like boop boop kind of move. You know, or not even Barry's like a Terrell Davis if you're an American football fan, kind of like downhill runner kind of joint. You know, um, it's it's weird like that. You just kind of get a sense again swimming with the fish. You get a sense for where people are gonna go or where you should go if you're impeding someone's path and who's gonna should go first. And every every now and then you get that kind of awkward kind of like. Uh, juke move kind of moment but but it is never really awkward um to it doesn't really happen that much and in, in larger op more open areas like you can generally see people coming and you avoid them or they avoid you something that doesn't happen as much in america because i think we're more a lot more territorial than people are in japan um 
44, you search for a button in restaurants. That's true. Um, you realize, of course, depending on the caliber of the restaurant you're going to. But generally speaking, any kind of average restaurant is going to have a button that you use to call the waiter or waitress. Um, yeah, and that's kind of generally the first thing you look for. I would not just look around and raise my hand, generally speaking, depending at a standard izakaya. Not really, right? It's weird. Uh, 46, you never check your change. Yeah, even if they tell you to check your change, you never, I just put it in my pocket. I, I, it's true. Like, I never thought about this before at all. When I'm in America, I check my change before I leave. In Japan, I just take the shit and go because it's, it's either spit out by a machine or the person meticulously counts it. Um, 50, uh, M4, magnitude 4 earthquake is not scary, but a magnitude 5 earthquake is scary. That is something that you know, like watching the news. I mean, I, I mean, I can't, I've maybe only experienced magnitude 5 one time, but, but yeah, I mean, watching the news, like you see it's like a 4 or 3, you're like, eh, whatever. You see a 5, like, ooh, I feel sorry for those guys. Like, you know, um, kind of thing. It's, it's weird. Like, you just get a sense of how strong earthquakes are. The more you see them on TV and the more you experience them. Um, 50 plus 3, you accept compliments about your chopsticks, but yeah, but secretly you're just like, it's just chopsticks. <laughs> like, Come on now. Come on. I mean, although I did practice using chopsticks before coming to Japan, and I would recommend that if you do practice using chopsticks before you come here, even if you're, in, you know, I mean, now we got YouTube, we got a bunch of shit, you know, just buy some noodles watch youtube and figure it out i didn't have that luxury before i mean you know because i'm old because i'm old school <laughs> i didn't have that luxury before i came here i literally just we had a pair of chopsticks in the house and i just literally for a couple of weeks was just eating bowls of rice you know because i just didn't want to be that foreign person that doesn't know how to use chopsticks when i came here so I was just literally like, I remember late at night, I mean, you know, a couple times a week, I just like, let me practice eating chopsticks and I just get a bowl of rice and I just sit there late at night watching TV, trying to figure out how to use them things. So, I mean, I think I, I kind of had it down, not down pat, but, but I think like, you know, a good, ma a good, well enough mastery of it when I came here that I could knew what I was doing. I didn't embarrass myself. I think that that's the thing. Even if Japanese people do compliment you on using chopsticks, don't take it to heart. It's it's not. I mean, just they might be generally surprised that you can use chopsticks, but don't think like you know you're you've mastered Japanese society just because you can do that shit. Like yeah, that's my you know. Don't get too high or too low on Japanese compliments ever. Right. Uh, number four. Yeah, you same thing. Don't get too high, too low. Japanese people say your Japanese is really, really good, and you know you reply by saying no, 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 no. It's so true. Like the appropriate, you know, response is no, no, no. Even if you can't speak Japanese, or you know, I might have been kyochu this, or you know, I'm still studying, or something like that. Some variation of that uh, is why I just, I just say I'm, I'm just still studying. You know, because uh, you always, you're always still studying, and, and you know, it's kind of rude to just be like, yeah, my, my, I'm the shit, I'm the man, like. <laughs> Just weird. I've never heard someone say that. Um, hmm. Or I, but I did say thank you when I first started studying Japanese, which is like so weird to say. Whatever. Um, and the last one, the week starts on Sunday. This is true too. And the Japanese calendar week is. I'm gonna take a drink of water. The um, Japanese calendar week is um, Sunday. Mm. So uh, calendars will start on Sunday. 
the weak cons- consideration is something I never thought about that, but but you just adjust to it, especially if you're an English teacher. Um, you're you know you're not working like a Monday through Friday kind of work work week anyway, so what the consists of the weekend kind of start the lines kind of blur if you're an office worker then that might change but generally speaking Japanese people consider a new week starting from Sunday okay so that's that good time good timing on that again really good list ask Japan or Japanese I forgot but whatever the links in the description um really good channel uh, uh whatever that's all i can say about it okay <laughs> let's let's move on because there's there's, there's a quite a bit to unpack from my recommendation um and it actually or ironically piggybacks on the anime recommendation that i made a few uh what is it a few episodes ago where I think Way of the ja- the House Husband, I believe it was, where I was talking about the, the Yakuza and the House Husband and things like that. And I remember I was telling you there's a few inside jokes and things like that. Well, this movie that I recommend, again, descriptions and not description, um, I just put a link to the to Netflix. Uh, I, I think it's Netflix America, I want to say, if you got Netflix. But again, you just type in a family uh netflix and the trailer will come up and you know however you want to see it you can see it i won't i'll leave it up to your discretion but i watched this the other night um it popped up it's a new thing in netflix japan i was like all right let me watch it you know maybe i can give her if it's all right i can give a review and i really liked it right it's it's um it's it, it's not your average yakuza movie but it is a yakuza movie um but it does piggyback quite well on um the anime show that i talked about before ideally if just watching both of those ideally if you haven't seen um either of them i would recommend watching a family first and then watching that uh anime because you'll understand some of the jokes in the anime more if you watch that movie first because it'll give you some background information about how yakuza life and society works a bit in a bit more detail and then you can kind of understand some of the some of the jokes in the context of um that anime like i know i mean i'm not an expert or anything but but you know just from movies and my moving and shaking in japan and what i hear from japanese people you know it, it seems pretty accurate again it's made in japan so um yeah, a family is it's called uh Kazoku to Yakuza in Japanese, which is basically family and yakuza. Um, but there on Netflix there's a mini series called The Family, which I've seen, um, which is about fanatical religious secret society in Washington DC area. So, um, you know, don't confuse a family and the family. I guess we had to change the name, I guess. But um <clears throat> so so let me do this before i start talking about this if you don't want any and it, you know sometimes people want to go into a movie totally blank if you don't want anything just stop right now go find, hunt down the movie and come back to the podcast uh you know after you watch it i'll give you a second last chance okay i'm gonna if for people who haven't watched it, i'm just gonna try not to spoil everything you know um but the but but um this is i would say this is a movie that if you are interested in gangster movies and things like that it probably is a movie that you do don't watch the trailer don't watch anything and go into it uh blind just because like it is like i didn't really know what the fuck it was going to be about and so i just went into it blind you know i kind of read the description a little bit but it was kind of really vague and it was in japanese and i was like 
I don't really, you know, there's like creative writing in Japanese and like the small descriptions like this big. So I'm like, I don't really know what the fuck this is talking about. And I wasn't going to whip out my dictionary and check some of the kanji I didn't know anyway. So I was just like, fuck it. But, um, so yeah, so yeah, um, if, if you're like me, you know, if, if, if I were talking to myself, I would recommend stopping the podcast, um, right now watching, you know, even if you got to wait a couple of days, however long, watch it and then come back. So, you know, that's, I'll leave it up to you, your discretion. But anyway, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to just try not to spoil everything, but, but pretty much like, um, the, this movie is, is very different than I thought. The first half and the second half of the movie are completely different. Right. And that's what, that's what, what actually caught my attention because normally you got your, your typical tropes and the first, it, cause it's a long movie. It's like two and a half hours. And so, uh, or two hours and 15 minutes or something. So I saw that first and I was like, Whoa, I ain't trying to sit to, to sit through two plus hours of Yakuza yelling, but it really wasn't like that. It's really the story of the main character who's Kenji Yamamoto, if I remember correctly. And, you know, he, the progress of his life, and it spans decades, actually, you know, um, of this guy's life, and um, in, in, as a, and how he becomes a member of the Yakuza in the countryside of Japan, and, you know, uh, quite, you know, the people that he meets, the ties that he, the bonds that he made, forms, you know, the people he looks up to and things like that. People he went into like Yakuza with and people he met after he went into entered that life. And, you know, some of the, the things that happen along the way. Um, and, but more, more, what that's more like the first half. It's more like a traditional kind of Yakuza type movie. But the the beginning, even the opening part of it, is it threw me off because it's quite longer. The opening until you get to the opening credits, it's like quite long, you know, just to set up, you know, in, like this character. And so I think it, it kind of makes you more invested in who he is and things like that. From the beginning, you're just like, okay, what's up with this guy, you know? Um, and and which which I think was a smart move. Now. Um, as the movie progresses, you know, you kind of see, you, you go through the typical gangster movie type shit. But the one thing about this movie, though, it really shows, again, without giving too much away, it really shows how um, the changing laws and the changes in, in Japanese society have really affected, you know, the criminal underworld here, specifically the Yakuza. This is things that I've seen on Japanese TV. I've seen it talked about, you know, in, do in many documentaries and news and interviews and stuff like that. I, by the way, I put a few supplementary materials, you know, related to that. Some shit that I've seen in the past, not directly tied to this, but, you know, if you watch all of these things together, it kind of gives you more of an idea about, you know, the changing dynamics in, in, in that type of world. Again, I'm not really too familiar with it, but, you know, every now and then I check out check up on it and see what's going on so yeah pretty much without giving too much away like um you know i'd say in the mid 2000s again after i came here there was a law passed in japan like the non i tried to find some shit on it i couldn't really find on anything on it but like the non jack yakuza association kind of law but basically it forbade um, companies and businesses from doing any type of association with organized crime here. So what that means, it basically just cut them off at the knees pretty much. So, so, um, you know, if you're a bank and someone's known to be, you know, a member of Yakuza, you can't give them a bank account. You can't give them a cell phone. You can't rent a house. You can't do anything to them basically with them, you know, it <coughs> and so, <coughs> 
pretty much what that basically did and from from what I, this is my understanding from interviews and stuff it gave every you know everyday businesses and individuals cover to not associate with the yakuza because up until that point you know they you could lean on they could lean on somebody or you know in, intimidate someone or a business owner or something like that because hey it's the yakuza so fuck i got no choice but now you you know an average business owner be like whoa I can't do, I can't associate with you guys at all because of this law, right? So what that has done is really cut the the criminal underworld off at the knees, and and this this movie kind of shows the after effects of that. Me too. I mean, it's similar to what happened with the American, the Italian mafia in America in the eighties, right? And um, it, you can dig more into not the Italian mafia, but but the um reasons behind those that that kind of move by the police in of yourself but but it's really really interesting like you know i remember coming here um in 2004 and like walking through shibuya you know a few times looking down the alley and seeing like clearly lines of yakuza people lined up waiting for their boss to come out of a nightclub or a couple of times with shady characters in the night and of course in the nightclub and you know you know shit like that and interactions there where i'm just like whoa i gotta get the fuck out of here i think i made a blood blood pact <laughs> with, with somebody i don't really want to associate with you know and shit like that has kind of happened um uh, quite a few, you know, a, not quite a few times, but a few times. But, in, you know, in the past several years, I'd say after 2010, you don't really hear about those things so much. And one thing that's included in this movie is, you know, um, the impact of the laws on people and in individual basis, economically speaking, especially economically speaking. That's pretty much what the, what the government did. They, they cut them off economically. And you really see that in this movie. It's really, really interesting dynamic in the second half of the movie. You all another thing that you see is um how uh you know because you know, just kind of similar to the Italian mafia in America, like because the power base has had been crushed and decentralized, several independent groups are kind of popping up. You know, basically, you know, if you think about it, like, you know, to be labeled as Yakuza is kinda of like a, a a stigma, you know, and it marks you. So younger people are kind of like, "Fuck that! We don't need this, these rules." And you know, someone else like, "We'll just do. I'll just do it by myself. I'll just, you know, squad up, gang, gang, and <laughs> and and you know, I'll just like, you know, thug it out by myself. Um, who if they if they if they hard enough to do it, you know. Um, and again, I don't really know too much about that because those kind of younger people I wouldn't really want to associate with anyway. But um, just it seems like there are a lot more independent groups functioning in with their circle, their however large or small they are. I don't really know, but however many there are, but but it's clear they don't have the structure, they don't have the hierarchy anymore. So they they got free reign to do whatever the fuck they want, pretty much. Um, maybe sometimes former, I'm guessing former, you know, former Yakuza members would just grab their own clique, grab their own group and just grab their own, you know, gang and just do whatever the fuck they want to do, whatever, 
you know, hustle business, whatever they're into, it seems to be the way that it's going. And the older guys are kind of fading away into the dust. So, um, you know, we'll see, um, there are certain areas like, you know, for example, um, I'm not even going to get into it in too much detail because I'm not too schooled on it. Western Japan, you know, the influence of the mafia is still a lot stronger, I think, than he, than in my area. So cities like my image, like Osaka or Kyushu area, you know, where we still be strongholds of, of those groups, but, but, you know, um, in other areas where there used to be more of an extended network, you know, they might be kind of withering away. And, you know, I, I mean, I've just heard and seen some anecdotal things on, on TV about it. But, you know, for someone who's not in Japan, I think this movie gives a really, really good picture of, you know, how things are changing here and how, you know, the, the mafia is kind of struggling. I mean, I was talking to my mother-in-law about it, you know, um, the other the other day. I was like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to cry a sob story for like a mafia member. But, it, you know, because it is act is very dramatic. And, you know, the actor's really good. I've kind of seen him in a few of things. They got some really good actors in, in it as well. Um, so um, that's that's always a plus. But, but you know, um, compared to the interviews I see in real life, you know, it, it is more makes you feel for the characters, you know, in this shit. You also see the stigma associated with us with being around these type of people, which which also might be um, a warning sign for you too coming to Japan. Why, you know, like I said, like if the person who I think might be in that kind of world tries to get got cool with me, she might hit the door because you know it's just something you just don't want to be associated with um, at all. I mean, you know, just imagine like a local gang member, a gangster, you know, just wants to be cool with you. Like you just know there's nothing. There's nothing to benefit from that. So depending on what area you hang out with, just be aware of those kind of things. And it's just better to steer clear of people young or older, you know, just who are in that element. You just don't want to, you know, they might seem cool to you depending on your personality. I don't know, you know, your life experience. But, you know, my advice is just avoid it as possible, as much as possible. You know, there's different levels, there's different ranks, you know. I mean, not formal ranks, but you know what I'm saying. Like wherever you go, there's there's different levels to the streets, if you will. You know, and same thing goes in, in Tokyo. So uh, just because someone might act tough and, and talk big doesn't mean that they're really connected like that here. But you know, at the same time, someone who speaks softly and might look kind of smooth doesn't mean that either that they're not right. So you can't really judge a book by its cover. Just just try to use your um, so, whatever. Don't be a fucking idiot. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's all I can say. But definitely check it out. A family on Netflix. Um, you know, um, I, I think it's 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 entertaining, it's thrilling, it's dramatic, um, it's long, but but it it definitely is worth it. I enjoyed the you know, the whole thing and, and I think if you know, me being familiar with the, a lot of the shit, I enjoyed it. So I think for someone who's not familiar with with a lot of these things, I mean, some of the tropes in the movie, some of the turns in the movie was kind of really easy for me to call. I was like, okay, I know what's going to happen right here. But, you know, but but I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed the ride, and I think you will too. So go ahead and check that out. And, uh, I'm just, again, I'm just going to be a short episode, you know, look under, but short but sweet. A lot of information packed, a lot of supplemental stuff for you. Got some movies, got some, uh, I think, at least two documentaries from Vice Japan that I've seen several years ago, kind of related to that. One related to kind of more independent groups. They talk like they're just not really doing shit, but I don't know. The way looking at them, I'm like, I don't know. They, they might be connected somehow, some way. 
and um and another one with like an older former uh, yakuza guy you know kind of showing you what happens and what the aftermath of all that shit is so so check them check them out um even if you don't check out the movie check out those two things it's at least an hour worth of stuff um, um and i definitely encourage you to check out that movie too just a lot of good stuff again th- this is kind of the feel i'm trying to get back to with the podcast as much as possible even if it's <coughs> sorry even if it's not like a long episode give you supplementary material um you know just just some cool shit that you probably won't be able to um get access to you know any other again we're a boutique podcast over here you know we're, i'm in the cut on youtube uh really just trying to you know drop some game on everybody uh so so i, I i'm happy these past couple i think three four episodes you know um since i started getting back to basics i'm, I'm really happy um with with some of the information that i'm dropping um and and yeah yeah i think you guys will be happy too again don't worry about the numbers you know for long time listeners long time watchers don't worry about the numbers at all i'm i'm really not again i know you know when i'm ready in in the future when 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 um my real life shit is 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 going smoothly and i mean my life is going smoothly now but when my real life shit is is you know set um and then i have more time to really uh, focus on the pod and the growing the podcast. You will clearly know when I'm taking growing the podcast seriously, right? You'll see me on Instagram, you'll see me on Twitter, you'll see me on YouTube, you'll see surveys, you'll see clips, you'll see all the shit that I know need to be done if I want to, you know, see a numbers boost. But so, so you know, uh, again, like I'm right now, I'm just focusing on, uh, like I said, putting out more information. Um, more hearty information for the people who do consume the podcast i think that's that's just the way to go right you know um so yeah all right all right so 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 let me get the fuck up out of here let me pack this shit up and get ready for it because tomorrow's costco (laughs) all right y'all i'll see you next time peace